Hello and welcome everyone to Untied Talk. I'm Cynthia M and this is episode... Five. Oh my word, it's been five episodes guys mm. And this one is a very interesting one We just had to give it a part two We're talking body image and issues of colorism And how different we all are And how we've come to accept all these differences So yeah, ladies, let's take it away <laughs> Sure, let's start Who's I to think start? <laughs> <laughs> let's go back to how we ended it last time when Tare asked how can we actually end that culture of just giving unnecessary comments to other women and to yourself. Yeah, what we say to ourselves. Yeah. What we say it to ourselves actually thing. is really important, isn't yeah, it? It is. Um, yeah, I think that one, maybe let's start with that one. Yeah. What to say to self, right? Like, um, do you think it stems from you just not liking something about yourself or does it stem from comments you've heard that people have said to you and then they've kind of manifested and have lodged themselves in a certain part of your brain and each time you think about it, it's like a trigger and then you start telling yourself and believing these lies that you've been told. I I would say you go back to your first lessons of beauty. What shaped beauty in your head to begin with? So for me... My dad always used to compliment me a lot, you know, when my hair was looking nice. Oh, you look beautiful, my daughter. You know, just that, uh, just that appreciation from, from someone whose opinion I cared about mm-hmm. helped me with my confidence and helped me actually see and, and define beauty. And the other thing I would say would be, um, let's be fair for starters. Yeah. I, know last, <laughs> I know last time... Our comments sort of gravitated towards the negative comments that we get from people. But to be honest, I have had way more compliments from people about my body and self-image. And um, I know I used to struggle with taking those compliments because you question, does this person mean it? And, and, you know, because (laughs) probably how it's said and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I think if we start by... Being able to take compliments and allowing that to align with what we already think of ourselves, mm. that would help us how we, how, and that would help in how we see beauty uh, before and we what we'll forward. say to ourselves. Sorry, mm-hmm. before we move forward, who are you? What's an eye? <laughs> <laughs> I realize we this forgot so <laughs> this is Tare. <laughs> I'm the only one with that sharp, almost like sharp voice. <laughs> and I've got like a more semi closer to your Tracy Chapman type of sultry voice. <laughs> and like, I'm the you know, T-boss uh, of the crowd. <laughs> 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 anyway, okay. Who's the T-boss? What's your name? It's, oh, Adio. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, ladies. Um, I think I would have to agree with the... Um, second part of your analysis Daddy, mm. where you said um, it's about what people say to you. For me, I've always been very sensitive and to what people say to me. And sometimes I just brush it off. But then if it's about my body, I keep it in my head. Like I don't think about it, but subconsciously I think I just... I, I act on it. Okay. Yes, mm. I do. So I think that's been part of my journey where body image is concerned. I always keep what people say, the compliments and the negative, mm-hmm. and try and turn it into something 
positive that will help me, whether the criticism is good or bad. Mm. I try and turn it into something positive. That's nice. I had the complete opposite experience. I mean, so I don't know, does voice count as body image? It does, right? It's part of it. So when I was in high school in Form 1 and Form 2, I had... um, people tease me about my voice and say, you sound like a man, you sound like a boy. And it really, really affected me. Like I would avoid talking. I would avoid. So as a result, I think I spoke in monotone. Um, So for me to speak with different tonage now, it's because I went for vocal coaching when I was about, how old was I? 21, 22. I went for vocal coaching for two weeks to start getting tone into my voice because whether I was happy or sad, this is how I sounded the whole time. And it was just like this the whole time. So I would be like, yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm sad. No. Because you didn't want you know, people to hear you. I, I think subconsciously that was the reason. Okay. I so didn't think about it as I was doing it, but I think that was the reason. So when, like, you know, Form 1, Form 2, you'd find people, I like, for some reason, I keep seeing a note being passed around and it was about my voice and that I sounded like a boy and a man. And then um, choir... We were told um, all form ones and twos had to do choir compulsory, right? And I was one of the only ones who was told, yeah, no, you don't need to be here. The choir instructor said to me, sure, can you imagine? The choir instructor said to me, no, you are not going to be part of the choir because you can't sing in soprano and whatever like the girls do. So you stay. Exactly. Mm. So you stay at home. And luckily, another friend of mine called Ali. Um, she's she was American and she had just come into the school or something. She also wasn't picked for the choir. So it was just the two of us. So that weekend I went to Ali's house because everyone went for a choir expedition, what what to sing somewhere. Uh, and Ali and I were the only ones that were bad. left. And I was in boarding school, so there was that. I was in boarding school and I imagine everyone all my peers are gone, right? And I'm left by myself. And Ali was a day scholar. So Ali was like, why don't you come to my house? And, you know, I'll get my parents to sign you out and you come spend the day at our house um, so that you're not by yourself. I'm actually tearing up because it was such a super emotional time because it, I really ended up hating everything about myself. Oh my God, I'm actually crying. <laughs> Shame, I haven't spoken about this in a really long time, but... It made me think about it so much. So when people, as I got older, said to me, um, you've got a lovely radio voice and whatever, Mm. I kept questioning and thinking, what the hell are these people talking about? Mm. Like, I don't understand what they're saying. But how do people pay money? Do you know that? (laughs) that A voice like that. Especially people in radio. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, only as I got older did I start to appreciate it. Mm. My dad had always said to me, you know what, your voice is amazing. Listen to Tracy Chapman Mm. and hear how she sounds. It's amazing. Mm. My mom too. But it really did affect me. Like, clearly, because I'm still crying and I'm like, oh, 31 years old and I've got tears about when I was 13. (laughs) Because that's rejection, hey? Yeah. And it does affect how we see ourselves. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think we need to be careful about what we say to people, mm. especially when you say it in jest and you think it's, you know, it's just a joke and mm. you're teasing someone. But when did this was, start, it could last. this thing of, uh, like, people just thinking they have, you know, the right to, to comment say. about anything and everything about someone? I think you know, it comes keep from... Keep your, your opinions to, to yourself sometimes. I think yeah. all, our, um, all our messages, all our information usually comes from someone who's in some level of power. And so 
be it the media or a celebrity or a powerful figure, like, you know, maybe an authority, maybe the teaching staff or whoever, they tend to shape a lot of the messages that go out into the public. Mm. So when you think about it, I was really thinking about this topic and I was like, so uh, our body image issues stemming from we have been labeled unattractive or undesirable by some sort of depiction in the media or by some powerful figure. Because I feel like that's where it comes from, where some, like what you said, uh, what's an eye about um, messages coming about who's around you and what they're saying to you. Mm. It's for a lot of us, it's been some figure who has given us the wrong message. Mm. I feel when I was growing up, I never really heard my parents affirm anything of my beauty. It was maybe you're good in school or whatever, but my beauty, no, I had to find that for myself. And I was just sharing with my sister the one day of when I participated in a beauty pageant at school. So it was a small little modeling show at, at in primary school. But I remember it so vividly because I, I've never felt so undesirable. And this was when I was nine. So we all came out and because my parents didn't really pay attention could you what 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 event was I going for they were like oh there's a talent show or whatever all the kids are going go go with your cousins so my older cousins came with me and I love 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 my cousin Sharon whenever you're going to listen to this this is for you she was there supporting she brought all her friends and she was cheering for me when I went onto the ramp (laughs) and I was wearing I remember I was wearing a pair of blue jeans little green sandals and a green polo neck. So you can imagine what that looks like on the modeling (laughs) (laughs) contest. So why I'm saying my parents didn't pay attention because I could have worn a little dress or something. I mean, you know, (laughs) but here I was in this polo neck and these baggy jeans and my hair wasn't combed. It was short then. It was short and natural and not combed. And I was there and I remember my friends who won eventually we're wearing these little cute Spice Girl outfits and everyone was just like, of course, this makes sense. Their hair is done up. It's in these cute little ponytails. And this, no, this doesn't make sense. And for me, that hit home. And from that point, I remember that's when I started dressing more and more like boys or like a tomboy because I never felt pretty enough to wear the dresses or girly things, because I always felt like I don't have any curves or features that would look nice in these other nicer clothes. So for me, it 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 just carried on and on, and my parents would never understand it. My mom would always say, why do you just want to wear these baggy things? Why do you want to wear um, boys' clothes or whatever? But for me, it was, I don't feel as pretty, and she would never understand it. And it got worse when I was um, 13, I got stretch marks, uh, just behind my knees. So now my mom would say, you can't wear anything shorter than that now because you have these stretch marks. And I was like, so now for me it was, ugh, I hate growing up because now you get all these body changes and you're dealing with all this mess. Like, why, you know? Mm. I already don't feel like a pretty girl. Now I have to cover my legs because I, I figured it was shameful to show your stretch marks. Eesh. You know, this. so that's why I'm saying when the figures in your life don't give you the right message, it just 
like throws everything out the window. Like it just, there's no way you can really affirm yourself until you're much older yeah. and you realize you had, you've been moving with the wrong message. But uh, when you're younger, it you just doesn't, know. yeah. Yeah. I like that you brought up the modeling thing. I've done modeling. Um, so regarding confidence and dressing, that, that wasn't an issue for me. But because modeling is so broad and the lighter skinned girls and mixed race are the ones that are more favored. So when I was doing that, it taught me that lighter is prettier or like they are the ones that are the standard. So since we're also talking about colorism mm -hmm. today, yeah, yeah. there's this shade that's then thrown by like the darker girls, you know, <laughs> to girls. the light skinned and then the light skinned, vice versa. Um, I wonder if it's actually because of standards that have been set or if it's because of how people feel about themselves or what is taught and it sort of just shapes how people then use their lens when they're viewing people's beauty. I think it goes all the way back to the dark time that we don't like to talk about. Um, but it goes all the way back to like slavery times because that's where this notion of what shade is better started. The lighter you were, the more acceptable you were to work within the house. The darker you were, you were sent to the fields. You know, so there was kind of that segregation based on complexion um, that started then. And I think it just passed on down. So... Sorry, I'll let you talk. Just <laughs> I just thought about it. I've been reading a lot of books because I'm in this book club. And yeah, this year they just decided to go heavy on us with these deep things that happen to black people. And yeah, so one of <laughs> That's them... That's another story. Another <laughs> <laughs> <Why? laughs> day. deep. But it was kind of highlighting... The, so the last book we read um, based in Liberia was kind of looking at things like that in terms of race, slavery... Um, complexion, what that meant, you know, if you are lighter, if you are darker, you know, it touched on all those things. Well, wasn't it because like, okay, this is another story, but I want, I just wanted, I'm curious to know, wasn't it because you were, auntie, the masters used to rape the, the, the other slave women and then they'll have children that were fairer. Mm -hmm. Wasn't it because they were their children or something? It wasn't necessarily that all the time because there are still some Africans that were light, lighter skinned oh, okay. than the darker skinned ones. Right. And then when it came to mulatto, because they called them mulatto, uh, which was the mixed race babies based on the masters. And, and some of them went rape because some was consensual. <laughs> Though <laughs> love, that's also another issue. Mm. Well, you know, when you then think about it's like Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. Mm. Is it really actually consensual? Yeah. Or it's what you know, so it's okay. That's another whole conversation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, guys. Yeah. Sorry, but I, I derailed you. <laughs> I wanted to find out from, from Wadzanai and Cynthia. They mm -hmm. brought up something about, you know, these pageants mm -hmm. in primary school. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's right for children to go through that at that young age? Because, you know, you guys sound traumatized. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> seriously, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. having to now look at the person who's one and here you were in your polo neck. Mm, girl. <laughs> and, <laughs> and your baggy jeans girl. and now you're starting to look okay this she was wearing a spice you even remember what she was, yeah. wearing. What she was wearing this is years ago so my question is do you think it's right for our children to be given a standard of what's 
pretty at that young age? Or this is where the problem starts? Okay. Um, it's not right for that to be the standard. And I actually like this whole movement going on now. Have you seen, like, even in South Africa and all that stuff? It's like, it's shifting, um, which is good because beauty is in different ways, right? So if that standard is now being challenged and um, if it's evolving, then that's a good thing, right? Um, at a young age, yeah, that's that's pretty intense because that's, yeah, that's... I didn't do it when I was younger. I did it as a teenager, like the adult stuff, but still that stuff is there and um, it's a lot easier to deal with that because you already have your own um, grounding in knowing your own beauty, auntie. But um, for kids, I don't think, no, I don't think that should be. I did it when I was not okay. about the same age as Cynthia. For me, um, and what age was that? You eight, nine, oh, oh. I just remember puffy dresses and <laughs> white white socks with oh yeah you know those white socks with lace <laughs> with the lace that's all I remember guy yeah. like <laughs> but I don't remember anything else of the experience and then I remember some grooming etiquette course thing at some stage when I was like twelve or something I mm. think that's better for mm. me I think I'd opt for for that mm -hmm. because you're all being taught the same thing how you receive it is something different but this whole pageant thing i'll speak from my own personal experiences body image and colorism and everything in our family we are three girls and one boy and we are different shades of light so we have light yeah lighter lightest <laughs> so i am the one in the middle right so Anis, yeah, Anis, yeah, yeah yeah i'm yeah. the one in the middle and i went to high school with the with lightest and she was much older than me. And I found myself being called the pretty girl sister. People didn't even bother to remember my name. Only when I started singing, that's when they took notice. But I was always, always known as Amanda's sister. Do you know? And it got so bad. There's this guy who... Um, I dated, I don't even know if it was dating back then. <laughs> this guy who uh, I was with in high school. And when we broke up, he said, I was with you because I wanted to get closer, closer to your sister. Oh, uh? I'm telling you. <laughs> so colorism, guys, is something that's real. And mm. I've noticed it, um, the poison that comes with it because of the dynamic in my family mm. because of my sisters, how we're treated is always, you know, and they always ask these weird questions. Why is it or why is it? You know what I mean? But it's like you can then say, pick my parents chromosomes. That's what they say. I don't know what it's it ridiculous. is. But our society needs to fix this. And I don't know yeah. how we can uh. fix it, but it's there and it's really, really bad. Because even in our adult life, it hasn't changed. Because um, you get like Vanatete who will come up to you and say, hey, do you know what I mean? Mm. This is, it's, it's something, I don't know whether it's something we can fix. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> is a challenge because I have a colleague, Kubasa, and her sister was um, the lighter one. 
and vangwane my nicknames tazomfunza ukuthi what are the nicknames um but like vangwane my nicknames based on their complexion and hers was a really cruel one i'd actually said to her that i wanted to write an article on colorism on my podcast and then have her like interview her based on that and you know so maybe look out not on my part on my blog gosh maybe look out for that um but her color like the the way the nicknames came out it's like how do you call one of that some of you don't go hunga unozoma mazde mumba ekudarana brigadier whatever like something similar to that it was just wow. harsh guy like and you're thinking your whole life you've been called this name or tsubu or something weird like that how do you then pull yourself out of that name because it becomes you okay it becomes your identity because if oh. people everywhere around you are calling you this okay at some point subconsciously you take it on mm-hmm. but yeah sorry before we derail Cynthia had an answer on your question Adiona I think um for me yeah I don't think it's right to have these beauty pageants for little kids um I actually prefer and I'm I advocate more for parents and adults identifying skill sets within these kids talents different talents so that our kids grow up with confidence based on who they are like really really what their traits are like and what they're good at and we build on that because i think our obsession as a society on surface things is because we don't want to deal with any internal thing mm-hmm. so we so we focus so much on how the cake looks not how it tastes that's true so it's oh this cake is terrible because it looks bad mm-hmm. but you've never you haven't tasted it and so that's how it is before we speak to tare we've judged her based on what she's looking like and what her hair is like and Yo-yoka. her complexion <laughs> and so we've just concluded she's this person so if i come to adiona i had never met you mm-hmm. I would have just said ah but her knuckles look a bit dark, dark. funny they look funny <laughs> she might just be, uh, you know <laughs> but now I took time to know her and now I know her family and what she's talking about about how her sisters are also like and it's a family thing so it's it, instead of us paying attention to spend 10 minutes staring at her ears and trying to check if she's really this light <laughs> mm. <laughs> get to know the person and just First, you know that's true <laughs> if she's using something and she loves it let her you know? mm. <laughs> talking about light by who some god i won't even say where because my mom knows zingwabasa but by some god right she's outside and she goes and, and I'm lady. like, what do you mean? Yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she, I was like, as in work. And she's like, mm-mm. But I'm saying, what do you mean? So I was wearing, um, I'll post a picture on it on our, on the, our page so that you can see it. But I was wearing this bracelet made of beads and a necklace with similar beads. Oh. And so she says to me, and I'm like, what do you mean? And she goes, mm and so I took off my mask and I was like let me take off my mask so that you can see I'm not lying to you I don't understand what you're saying like I just like them this is why I'm wearing them and then she's like mm. and I'm like so and then I said um, I'm an artist and he goes ah, okay she'll make a sense sense and I was like what did you think and then she's like no which is mermaid um, 
Njuzu and also your complexion um because njuzu ndozvo zvadzakangoita izvozvo and so in my mind like the whole day trust me it's been stressing me out it's been stressing me out what is the connection between njuzu beads and what you were saying like i'm confused and then i was like in mwari wangu ndino adasteric kutongofeka because ndozvifarira and then she's like how good at least kana mchila mwari ya good good so now i'm confused like i need somebody out there if anybody's out there that understands what this woman was talking about can you please break it down for me this is tare i need help i need to understand what this woman was saying but your complexion because like everyone whenever they see and i'm sure you never have the same I thing whenever they see you, you they mm. like make up stories or whatever i was by some random woman in chicken in because of that thing jenju zizu zizu we'll speak about it that's a whole new episode yeah it's uh, for me i was scared because i was i think i was about 19 or somewhere there oh and she just approached me she's like you need to fix it that's how she said it fix what fix it jigadziri say it's like a direct translation right yeah. in shona mm. yeah that is wow yeah I and it, it's you know we just didn't think you were approachable like you've got that you know we just thought you were a nice girl so people just assume because you're quiet you're light you're just really cruel atom makes it worse you're just a cruel atom cruel days just roaming the streets <laughs> waiting to clap back on somebody mm, mm. but it's like but guys i don't just got talk if i don't know you i'm going to be quiet in my corner quiet humble mm. like you know yeah no it's a lot anyway, mm. as we okay. wrap up yeah. i think it goes back to what Cynthia said um because mm. like if you look at the your question adiona about the modeling and stuff some stuff just comes with the industry You yeah. don't have the power to change that, but you get to equip your Cynthia at her nine-year-old stage and help her to know that you're getting into the industry which is like this. So if you've cemented, if you've cemented that beauty aspect in her, she can deal with the, mm-hmm. the, the whole process easier. And then if people come to you and say comments like that, mm. if you've already been cemented in you know, your image and stuff, It, I think it better helps you know um in deciding where you're going to channel your energy because I'm actually surprised you had energy to actually explain all yeah. this stuff to this lady but you I know, know we're different so which I mean, is good I'm polite sure. yesterday someone even said to me Kuti you're very nice because I don't of the way know I maybe we should like, redefine I'll give people time which is unnecessary because sometimes it's too much exactly and But then you allow them to, to abuse you and people. to be verbally mean and stuff like yeah. that you need to just Let's look at what polite means. Yeah, we do. <laughs> And we thank do. you for sharing that though because I've always thought that there's light skin privilege exactly. when we look at people when we look at the gram, <laughs> we don't see this mm. other side of stuff. <laughs> when we look at comments from people, this is stuff that we don't even think of. And even when you look at different bodies, mm. when I see people that are bigger than me, you actually um the first assumption because of what people post mm-hmm. is this person is posting and what's that thing you said a thirst um what's that thirst, thirst trap. trap a thirst trap because somehow they have poses that go with their body and it's like are you yes i know self love right mm-hmm. but how do you can, can you speak into that a bit like how do you sip like so i'm saying because you're so she's, she's looking you at what me and she's speaking to that other side well you don't do that <laughs> but you know what i mean let me let me comment on that one because so we shared something on our um, 
in our DMs <laughs> on some some picture we saw online where yes, um, this woman has attained her body goals, but most of her imagery is, I, I think, in my opinion, was more of thirst traps. So it's some somehow sexually enticing in how she's posing in all her pictures. And I was like, you know what? I respect that she's reached her goals. But what is with the, you know, um, thirst traps? Because for me, I think if you're not selling sex, why are you marketing it? <laughs> you know, that's that's just how I view it. And so I see a lot of women do that. And I don't think it comes from a place of body positivity. Mm. I think it's coming from a different place. That's a whole other episode. But yeah, my that's whole my other thoughts. episode, I wonder. <laughs> but yeah, what what what's your comment on that? You know, I will confess that there are times I will comment first and then I'll read the caption and then I'll be like, mm, God rebuke me because I would have kind of gone tangent and judged before, you know, having read. So like the picture I posted um, in our little DM group about the woman who posted and said, just because I'm fat doesn't mean I'm not healthy. Um, she works out, she doesn't, she, and then she touches on the fact that, you know, um, she made some decisions when she was younger, which may have added to what she looks like now. However, in terms of her health, she exercises, she eats right, she does whatever. It's just, she's not losing the weight. And that really rebuked me because the first assumption is someone who's big is not putting in the work. And it's made me rethink and also look at myself. Okay, so this is what people probably think when they say to me, you need to lose weight. Or they say they unsolicited comments because I work out and I am trying to stay healthy, but some things just don't go. So you'll have people mm -hmm. that will intermittent fast for a week or two weeks and they like shed like 10 kgs. I lose nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe my face might become thinner, but everything else stays where it is, right? Mm. So... Maybe there's that. And so I've started to now consciously not judge as I look at images like that because you just don't know the motivation that the person has when they're posting it. So it could literally be like um, our upcoming body positive images where they're thinking, you know, I am going to love my flaws mm -hmm. and put it out there for the world to see. But it's also you're already thinking, mm, it's just a bit extra. You know, mm -hmm. so I really think there are some that are thirst trapping genuinely. And then there are some that are just exactly. literally just doing them. And so now I'm at that stage, you know, my motto, do you? Get like my sister, mm. my sister is, I think, two sizes bigger than I am. You've seen the way she's she my role model, guys. On body image, shorts, she's my she ass, ah, crop tops. She wears everything. And a lot of people don't understand why she does it. But she doesn't have anything that's not skimpy in her closet. And she's been married for almost 15 years now. Her husband knows that's who she is. And she just likes dressing like that. And she's embraced every flaw in her body. She knows she's big, but she'll just she'll just be comfortable in her own skin. And because she's comfortable, she looks gorgeous. So good. It's yeah. ridiculous. Like the other day she was wearing leotards. <laughs> Guys, I was just like and I've always said my friend wanted to buy me one, right? And I was like, ah, I can't, I can't put that off. And then I saw her sister and I was like, ah, boss, I can do it too. Because she like motivated me. Like she, the way she's so confident about herself, her body, and she just, she'll wear what she wants regardless of what anybody thinks. And I think that is 
so admirable. That is amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing when it's coming from a place of being comfortable with yourself because that's confidence. Because we can all tell when someone is overcompensating and when there's something hidden and stuff like that. So the confidence bit I love. Mm -hmm. We all love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're actually thinking we should do like a little snippet thing. Maybe we do a live video with her where she answers body positivity Mm -hmm. and whatnot. Mm -hmm. That could be cool, like a follow-up to this. Mm. I think in closing, my parting words would will be just be kind to people. I know like um less judgy because everyone's going through something and it takes a lot to be self-accepting of how you look. I know as females, we're very sensitive about that. So just be kind. When you see someone who you see is struggling with how they look or whatever, what I sometimes do is I'll give them a compliment. Like you can see this person is trying hard to pull their skirt down, but she's looking good. But just because everyone is staring and they start just pulling the skirt down, they're not com- con- like confident. Mm-hmm. Try something like approach them and say, I really like that dress on you. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I know I would appreciate it if someone mm-hmm. does it to me. Mm-hmm. So me I think too. those are my parting words, guys. Just be kind. Yeah. Be kind. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like I've just yeah. preached a sermon. <laughs> you did. No, but you've but you made me want to like, ask you, I don't you, know though. what to add to that. I just wanted to ask because, like, you could help other light-skinned people out there. Um, in how they, cause like, like when I, what I said before, we would look at them and think they think they're more special because of how they will project themselves onto other people. Um, what would you say to people who give off that kind of energy? The, my fellow, fellow light skin <laughs> brethren that then use that to, you know, make themselves more superior than others. Okay. Just. Don't do it because you are embracing the stereotype. And the stereotype doesn't come as a good thing only. There's also the bad side. So you might walk into a room and think that you're commanding, you know, the attention. But other people could be thinking uh, bad things about you. So not all attention is good attention. So just take a back seat and be treat yourself as you're on the same level as everyone because you are. Every human being is a human being. No one is mm. no one is more special because of how they look. And I think that's the message that we're trying to 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 to, to spread today, right, ladies? Mm. No eye contact in the room. Everyone is just sort of doing their own thing. So, but um, I guess that's the message that I'll 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 say to my other sisters out there that yeah, be confident, but don't overdo it mm. because you're not special everyone is special mm. <laughs> yeah i think she just laid it out there like she did. Not uh, even, no one is than the next person my yeah. Yeah. can you imagine what's going on in my head all i'm thinking is i'm so special wow that's deep hey yeah my parting words would be hey love the mirror what can we say like I've got no comeback I don't have anything deep to say (laughs) we're all children of God made in his image Mm -hmm. yep and love yourselves love yourself yeah my parting words would be which you'll probably hear a lot from me hashtag do you bruh do you do you Mm. yeah Mm. Cynthia I think putting that all together um 
I'll always say, as long as you're happy, as long as you're healthy, carry on. That's, I think, my biggest thing. Because whatever it is that we perpetuate, it has to come from a happy and healthy place. Mm -hmm. So, Mm. yeah, do do you, but happy and healthy. (laughs) Hey. (sighs) Yeah. Do you know that Cynthia always just... We always just bring out our own characters in what we say, eh? Yeah. Did you see, we were all in like a hype, hype, and then Cynthia came and mellowed it down and yeah. was like, Tarumba, it's serious. She took us because to school. Because to go Tarumba, it's Mongo Garama, Zivauti, you must be happy. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. From us. Yep. To you guys. Thank you. With love. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.